0: And Philip Lano's, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. Simone, it really is nice to have you here. Uh, Jason and I always have a great time doing this, and I hope that we can continue that spirit with this episode. I have a feeling we will. It's already been a positive experience from the jump. Uh, so thank you for stopping by.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks I for know. having me.
0: Yeah. Now, as anyone who listens to the show knows, my favorite question to start things off with uh, is, do you yourself come from a family of entrepreneurs? I do. Very nice. I do. Okay. okay.
1: Tell me more about that. Uh, my grandfather had a Chevron station. in, And you know, I can tell you where, but he had a Chevron station. And... Uh, that is how he met my grandmother wow yeah yeah is it still family owned yeah he he well he he, when he retired he sold it Mm. No, there's some restaurant but that's how he met her and that was uh yeah 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 yeah. that is how he met her was the gas station at the bottom of the hill where her family owned properties got
0: it so did that tradition then continue of just ownership and then entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah. And unbeknownst to me, I'm the I'm the one that for years and years and years ran other people's businesses. And finally I told my mom, oh, I I'm gonna do my own thing. And she goes, Well, you know. And that's when I learned about this <laughs> history of everyone oh, wow. having their own businesses. It just wasn't, it wasn't apparent to me as a kid. It wasn't something I was paying attention to. And then she said, Oh yeah. And uh and I learned a lot. I think
0: there's an important opportunity here. You find this out and how did that change your view on what you were doing? Did it immediately motivate you or uh, was like the the push you needed or were you sort of taken aback by it?
1: It gave me a lot of permission, you know, like in my family. Up until that point, I ran, I ran law firms. I ran other people's businesses and uh, it was, I'm the oldest of six children. So I was like, uh, I'm now going to go out on my own and, you know being an entrepreneur isn't always you know thumbs up the coolest thing to do in a family and so when my mom was like oh yeah your grandfather was a business owner and your uh, my my grandmother's father she shared with me had was a landlord he had properties and i was like oh okay so this is not an un- unknown territory for the family it Gave me a lot of permission to swing out and go into business for myself
0: love it now you said you were running business was that transition easy even with the permission being felt
1: uh was it easy yeah like it's what's
0: one thing to go out and like okay you filled out the paperwork you're gonna go and do that but was it was did you often feel like maybe i should just go back to like that's what i mean
1: (laughs) oh yeah yeah um i don't know i'm kind of a it was 20 some years ago i'm kind of a diehard i was a Uh, I pulled the bandaid and I said, yes. And, uh, (laughs) pulled the
2: bandaid. I love that. (laughs) That's, that's great.
1: Uh, Yeah. I, I, I was, once I did it, I was in and all in and going to figure out how to be a business owner for sure. And, and I'm, I'm here in Seattle. I drank more coffee that first year of business. (laughs) I think yeah. I drink coffee 30 hours a week for a living. I mean, like, <laughs> but I was gonna get that business, man, uh, mm. and, and we did. You know, we were profitable our first year in business and have been ever since. But it was like uh, I was all in, and, and I think that's probably the thing that made the biggest difference. What you just said, Jason was was mm-hmm. or, or um Philip was I in or. Not, I, I think being all in. It was if I think if I'd been hesitant, I don't think I I would have been. Because um, I left a six figure job to something that was completely uncertain to me, and I didn't make six figures the first year. But I it took me two years to replace my income. But I I got there.
0: Now, did were you able to carry over anything that you had learned running other people's businesses?
1: Uh, yes, yes. Because we went into doing accounting services for other people. And then when you're doing accounting services, then they started to kind of, which is contract financial officer, CFO services. And then pretty soon they were like, well, you can do that. Can you do, can you answer these questions? Can you? And so it was as they learned in our business working relationship with our clients, then our engagements got bigger and, and then yes, I could, but I had to kind of go out and kind of find out what people in the marketplace really needed and wanted before those, you know, all those cups of coffee, that's really where I learned what people really needed. I had some idea of it, but it was really being interested in what, you know, I talked to one person and they say, go talk to these three people. I go talk to those three people is really how I found out what people really needed at the time.
0: I love that you that you actually highlighted the whole coffee thing. It wasn't just something I was laughing at. right? I think it spoke to something that you hear the narrative. I just think it's an interesting opportunity to highlight. You will hear the narrative of uh, everyone's trying to be counter hustle culture, which I understand. There's there's a uh, there's something to be said for that. Uh, but there's I and I don't know if you agree with this. So I'm curious to know your position on that. I, and Jason too, feel free to step in on this. The idea of hustle culture, right? At some point, something has to give when you decide to be an entrepreneur. This is my postulate. You do have to make a sacrifice of some kind for the first two years, three years, where whether it's not attending certain outings or you know not sleeping. I'm not saying either one of those should be a choice. It's up to you to determine where your health stands and what you're doing. But there has to be something that gives. Is this accurate or false?
1: I think it's accurate. I think you have to look. You know, For me, I had uh, elementary school children whom running law firms, you, I mean, you're, you're exchanging this big career for time with my kids at the time. Maybe the culture's changed now, but it wasn't then. So it was time. And so I was like, if I'm going to get that, what am I going to give? So I, you know, my double breasted suits and high paying job for, for the first year or two, I probably bought used clothes. You know, I didn't go buy high truthfully. And, um, you know, figured out how to make the dollars work and had a better relationship with my children, loved what I was doing. And to your point about, I, I did, I mean, hustle. Yeah. I mean, I would get up early, get the kids to school, go market and build and build relationships. And now several decades later, you know, there are people who are developing, you know, paid networking groups, right? Which for whom I'm a member and some of them, and they'll say, I'm out meeting so-and-so. And And I'm like, well, you're going to meet people I know. And she's like, yeah, right. I'm like, and she goes, she'll meet somebody and she'll go, they know you. I'm like, yeah, because it's not that big of a community and you can't network for, you know, five years full time and not know people in the community. So I think in the beginning, you are meeting people and you are trusting in the business community it is who you know. And so, yeah, I do think the hustle is part of what you're doing and and it's the, you get up and you go talk to people and you got to be willing to, I don't know, be uncomfortable or dislocated from what you're used to. You're not going to sit in your office and the work's not going to come to you. You got to go find it.
0: Yeah. Jason, you have some thoughts on that?
2: (laughs) I do absolutely have thoughts on that. The, my take on the hustle is this. The hustle never stops, never, because the second it stops, you stop innovating. Yeah, you're always in a hustle all the time. It's just different kinds of hustle, right? You know, I'm not in the same hustle that I was, you know, 20 years ago when I started my first company. I'm not there, but my hustle now is just something different. My hustle is, oh kids, I got to go downstairs and do this podcast. Um, I'll be back in 30 minutes. (laughs) It's just a different kind of hustle. That's all it is. Right. For me, it's always the last minute, right? It's like 13 after, right. Go get it done back with family. 20 years ago, it was just constant chaos like that all the time. You just didn't stop ever. There was no family. There was no, it was just this grind all the time, right? The the 30 cups of coffee a day, right? <laughs> to just get it done. So we never stop hustling in business because the day you stop hustling is the day you will not innovate.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: So you got to keep the hustle.
0: Right on. I Thank you both for indulging that. Yeah. It's true, it's true. And now Simone, so so you step into the world. You took the band-aid off as you in your own words and uh you went all in and you started getting clients and you sort of alluded to this and the answer to the other question you were networking like crazy, coffee included. Uh at what point did did things start to even out for you and you finally realized like yeah, this was the right decision.
1: It was in that first year. I love I'm an extrovert. I love people kind of what Jason was talking about. I'm, I'm going to be moving and doing things with people period all the time. And 20 years later, I'm still talking, even during the pandemic, people are like, oh, don't you love being, cause our firm is, has been virtual for 14 years. How we deliver our services is virtual. And, but how I do most of our marketing is, is face-to-face with people. So the whole, I love the being with people and, and what do you need and how do we do this. So yes, I, it was definitely like, I was home. Like, this is it.
0: Right on. And so then that being said, you're established, you're here now. What does that look like? You said 20 years later, what is it looking like for you?
1: <laughs> 20 years later, uh, mid 19, my business partner of 20 years said, I'm i out. She wow. was a couple of years. I've been married 30 years She'd been married, you know, four or five. I one would have thought I I'd never been filed. I'd never had somebody break up with me. It was like, oh my goodness! But <laughs> at the end of nineteen, we got an exit plan for her twenty. She had been running our client accounting services, so it was really in twenty during the pandemic figuring out, you know, how to alter the services that she'd run for so many years take that over, retool all of that in 21, really figure out how we were going to scale it. And now it's, it's, we're building a client accounting services, bookkeeping, payroll, payroll services, all that kind of stuff, but in a profit centric way and in a way that's budgetable packaged for people. We even do our tax returns in a subscription model. So people can pay for their tax return over a year. I find that if people are in a subscription that month paying for it monthly, they reach out. Our mindset just has people reach out. And uh, I have um, my daughter and daughter-in-law work for me. One is on the accounting services, one is on the tax side, and they are the age I was when I started this. (laughs) Nice. So it's multi-generational. And what Jason said, now what my hustle is, is business development. It's, you know, now to innovate, now it's marketing online and finding out what's the next era and how do we, you know, what's the next piece of the offering that really... Uh, in the culture of our firm to really deliver value for our customers, but still love what we do and see maybe if I could um, figure out something else to do with. I have two grand boys. So mm. grand baby boys.
2: Me too. That's the fun part of life. When that starts, you, you get to spoil them. With all the sugar you want, and send them, send
1: them on. Home. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: I think uh, you presented an, an awesome opportunity. It's uh, because uh, it's not often that people get to hear that side of the story. And I'm not asking you to go into any personal details, but but I would love to know is uh, some of the reflections you you concluded on it with partnerships because it businesses, you know, do tend to have that happen where someone wants the exit, right? Was Were things always going to be the way they were? Do you have any thoughts or reflections on it now after having had the experience that maybe like you should have put in place before or now you guarantee you're going to be putting in place
1: beforehand? My dad was an attorney and having worked in law firms, we had a partnership agreement. And so when it came time to really look at it, I will say at the same time, I had a good friend whose partner wanted to leave. And I engaged an attorney who was all about mediation. Let's work this out. Uh, and I'll say it probably cost me less both in attorney fees and in the negotiations, because it was very amicable and he represented us both mm. as opposed to how it went for her, my friend who was had the same deal, thousands and thousands of dollars and uh, yeah, lots at a whole different deal that the, you know, you've got two attorneys. And so having a good partnership agreement out of the gate, no matter who you are. (laughs) And we had insurance, cross insurance, we had a buy sell agreement and you know, the cross insurance. So when it came time, you know, she also got to cash out her insurance policy. So there were just some things for her that were those things that people think, oh, we're just this little firm. It's, we're not a big company. Do it, do it. Because the time will come when you don't think you're that big that you'll have that in your back pocket. And I would say I probably am paying half of what somebody who didn't pays for the total kit and caboodle, as they say, you know, the whole thing, because we we had an, a good solid agreement. We used the same attorney and it was amicable and still is amicable. She took a small book of business, she sends us tax work, we get, you know, like it's amicable. Yeah. Yeah, that's, no, that's what great.
0: I would say. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's not something that we get to talk about all the time. Uh, because every now and then there's a solopreneur, right? But it's really cool to talk to somebody who has your exact mix of experience, both in businesses being run by you, launching your own practice firm, and then also having worked with attorneys just in general, and that whole mix that you have that's exclusively your perspective. Uh, It would be a missed opportunity if I didn't ask that. Um, So now we've gone past present and you sort of alluded to the future with the idea of uh, developing business. Is there anything that listeners should know or can do to help push that forward?
1: We are we are just looking for businesses that are looking for profit centric accounting services. Where we work virtually with people, we have cl- we have clients. So funny, I looked recently. We are we are in, based out of Washington State, but we have an emphasis: Washington, California, Texas. I find that to be the, I think it's funny, but it's, that is our biggest concentration because we work with clients that then refers to people they know and like and trust. And so we do work and we have employees in six states. So we're not, we're not a big firm, but we, you know, over the course of the pandemic hired people. And uh, so we love working with businesses that are looking for a partner, an accounting partner. And so I think that's a good, when they're talking to somebody, they will actually want uh, an accountant who they can talk to. We actually do talk to our clients and we find in, in our industry, a lot of times that they get talked at. And, and I we know,
2: I know exactly what you're talking about <laughs> 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 for sure. I can hundred uh, percent relate to that because, you know, it's like when you're uh, your insurance age, I always tell my insurance agent all the time. Don't tell me all the technical stuff. I don't, just tell me what it means. Give me English. Cause it's like, bleh, 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 bleh. you're. Whew, whew, whew. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> right. So just talk in plain English. Right. And, and if you get somebody that can do that is like really talk to you, like you're a third grader. <laughs>
1: Yeah, or at least in something that's, and the other piece of it, what you're saying, Jason, is if I say it in a way that for you is actionable, that you can take action on what we speak about, Perfect. that makes all the difference.
2: Yeah, that's a great way to put it. You summed up my words for me. Thank you.
0: <laughs> there you go. See, this is, is what she does. This That's is okay. what she does. <laughs> you're Sign hired now. <laughs> speaking click, speaking click, to that. <laughs> click the button right now. <laughs> so on that very topic, where where do you prefer for people to connect with you? Uh, now that you're doing most like the, the virtual work and this, are you a social media person? Do you prefer the website, email?
1: Uh, probably our website. It's the easiest way for us. Yeah.
0: And, and that would be uh clear or
1: it's clear. It's an act at the end of it. It's clear. acctg.com Nice.
0: Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and now we've reached the tail end of the, of the conversation and it's, it's twofold on one end. We're talking about the idea of what a person just starting out would uh, probably benefit from hearing based on your experience. And then on the other, it's a grand finale question. So let's start with the uh, with the first one. Given what I've learned about where you had your start, there's somebody out there who's currently running someone's business, who has the gift. They have the potential. Sure, all of us to some degree are capable of doing this so some more than others and some want it more than others. So for the person who really wants it, who's sitting there running a business for somebody right now and they think, ah, there's probably more I could do. What would you say to them, Simone, given that you did that, you made the change, you went all in it, it, we've heard your story. Now, how do we push them?
1: It sounds s- simple. I understand not easy, but they have a plan. What I would say is you have to take action on that plan every day, every day, every day, every day. Um, Yeah. I didn't get out of bed until I was clear what actions I was taking every day. Before I put my feet on terra firma, right? Like before I put my feet on the ground, I was clear the actions I was going to take. And then I got up and I did them and having that somebody, I'm sure much more brilliant and successful said something like, you know, have a work, make your plan and work your plan, which is sounds simple and isn't easy in execution, but that's it. Love it. I I could totally take a page out of that for real.
0: (laughs) Uh, People talk a lot about routine, but seriously. Know what you're going to do before you move. Yeah,
1: (laughs) But there is something about knowing the actions I'm going to take, make it so much easier than I have to do it and being some vague thing. But when you're clear about the actions you need to do for the day, it's so much easier.
0: Right on. Now is the grand finale. And, you know, there's, it sounds huge, but really it's just an open-ended, very curious question. And that is, if you could have invited anybody dead or alive, like at any point in time in history, the world, who would you have had, if you had your pick of the litter, who would you have invited yes. today to be an additional guest to either listen or contribute?
1: I would invite my husband's grandfather. His name was Firth Chu, and he was an accountant. He was a CPA. And I wrote letters when my daughter, when I was pregnant with my daughter, back and forth. And he is who inspired me to do what I do. He was a CPA back in the day when you went to lunch with your guy and- you talk to him and what do I do? And before there were all the constraints on things, he was the guy who was your counselor about how you do those things. And he is who inspired me to do what I do today.
0: I love that because it tells me a lot about how you view your relationship uh, to to businesses. And it makes sense coming back to the, the statement you made about talking to someone as opposed to at someone. There's this level of You're a real person on the other end. And I keep that in mind when I work with you. And I think that's a lesson and a great reminder uh, for anyone who already knows it and just forgot that that's what they were doing. So thank you for that. Those are my closing thoughts. I want to leave it with Jason as well.
2: Well, I always like, I always like to close with this is, you know, we all have 168 hours in a week and, you know, you can replace a lot of things. You can replace cars, money, all these material things. But the one thing you can't do is reverse the clock. So thank you for taking this small segment of your time to spend with us here in the war room. Um, We appreciate it, especially to drop some knowledge bombs here and there. There were plenty of them. If you caught them, good for you. If you didn't, you just weren't listening. Um, So there's a lot of value in Conversations like these and how they are able to shape, form, and change a young mind um, in so many ways. A young and up and coming business owner uh, in the market that we take a lot of this stuff for granted because we've been doing it for 20 years, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But just those few little things in this short amount of time could impact if it just impacts one person we did our job. So thank you for that. And it was an honor to have you on the show.
1: Yeah, Simone.
0: (laughs) Awesome having you on.
1: (laughs) Thank you both. Thank you, gentlemen, for your time and for having me. I appreciate it.
2: Great having you.